The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady Love! Lady Love! It's our Christmas special! (laughs) Merry Christmas! Or Happy Holidays or whatever you celebrate. Yeah, we're we're all inclusive here. Happy Holidays to all. Mm -hmm. So today... I think we should probably start off with, like, a cute little story, because this is a rough one. Oh, okay. You know, a palate cleanser before the actual needing of the cleansing? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Oh, it's that bad. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, then what do you want to start with? Like, uh, what's what's this happy story? Um. Well, yesterday I finally found the laser pointer that I have been missing for, like, centuries. Yes. And Dev was, you know, doing the the laser pointer all around. And, like, for anyone who does not know me, I have two cats. One is Artemis and one is Athena. But they are known as Fart and Bean. (laughs) Bean and (laughs) Farté. So, Farty was, like, run around like a fucking Mm man-man. Like, she always does whenever Dev does the thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, Bean kind of wanted to play. But she was, like, hmm, you know, kind of approaching it. Gently. The bean way, the bean way. She's definitely the high escort lover of the two, you know? Exactly. You gotta work for her love. <laughs> exactly. So, Deb was, like, making Farty run around, and then he put it up on the wall, and she, like, went to jump up, and then Bean decided that it was just too much. So, as soon as she, like, jumped on the wall and sat down, Bean just, like, smacked her in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Knock that shit off. <laughs> Sit down. So then she's like, well, what the fuck? And she starts running around again. And then Bean walks up to her again when Dev is, like, about to go move the laser. And before she can even run, Bean just, like, puts her hand right on her head. And it's just like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Poor fart. It was so cute. All she wants to do is have fun. That's all she wants to do. Chase a little laser pointer. Maybe climb up the wall a little bit. Annoy her sister. Why not? Yeah. Bean's not about it. Bean's like in her teen angsty stage of life and she's like, I'm not having fun. No one's having fun. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, Bean. I still love you. You high maintenance bitch. I know. She's definitely a high maintenance cat. She definitely is. She's like high maintenance pussy. She's max. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're so cute though. I love them. Hmm. So anyways, I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this is Wine, Wicked, Wicked Crimes, and Cat Mom Don't Mind. We gotta do like a like a take, like one of those. What is one of those oh, tape? Yeah, like the movie things. <laughs> one of those Strike. little take take takers. Yeah, take takers. Take, 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 that can't be it. Is it a take taker? I mean, maybe. I think so. I don't know. Take taker. Anyways, before we get started, I guess we should talk about this week's wine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, since we're in the holiday spirit, we decided to go with a holiday wine. Peace on Earth, a white Zinfandel. Oh, this one isn't a local one. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. 
Is that it? Oh, wow. That's pretty generic. Oh, that's depressing. I thought it would give us like a, you know, some stats on there. Yeah. Something to like elevate the holiday mood. Oh. Our wines come to you from the heart of our California wine country, where generations of tradition bring you well-balanced offerings made with care and patience. As a family-owned and operated company, we strive to deliver the same quality wines we bring to our own gatherings so that you may enjoy them as we do. Oh, well, that's good. At least we're, like, buying, um... (laughs) This is puppy cash. I don't like it. I don't like it, you love. Man, all right, well... (laughs) Happy holidays to us. Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I feel like it will be. White Ziffs are usually a solid one for me, at least like a Moscato, a White Ziff. It's safe. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not optimistic anymore. And you hear the little crack bottle on the top? I know! It's not even like a corkscrew, lady love. We are just, oh God, it's just not good. But I mean, we bought it for what, like $10? Yeah, that's true. I think it was maybe less. Yeah. Probably like eight or nine bucks. Okay. Yeah, that's not, it's not like the worst. All right. You know, Lady Love, remember when I told you was pouring himself a glass of wine? Yeah. He was so fancy with it. Like, he was like appropriate glass of wine. Oh, he with was appropriate like amount, Like, doing the whole nine. I'm like, man, your glass of wine, your glass of wine and my glass of wine are totally totally different oh for real i'm like that asshole that puts ice in my wine because i want that shit cold i mean i i bet you <laughs> lets the bottle breathe and shit <laughs> it probably does <laughs> oh, you bitch. like you know how they like move it around or oh, whatever yeah. the fuck they do he like tastes it on his palate yeah yeah <laughs> i hear i taste hints of chestnut and oh roses. My God, yes i can totally see you doing that <laughs> oh my god i oh, love you <laughs> I think I could house this bottle by the end of this. That's not bad. And, like, there's nothing special about it. But it's not bad either. Like, I'm not complaining. No, not at all. Like, it has... It kind of just reminds me of, like, one of those wines that you get when you're at home eating ice cream by yourself. Like, yeah, a Farager. Yeah. Or, like, a... What is it? Gallo Family. Yeah. Can, yeah, you know, yeah, one yeah. of those. Affordable, affordable but sad night. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> Okay, so we've kind of decided that we like Sophia and we want her to stay. Yeah, uh, I am obviously a diehard Golden Girls fan and I am all for the Sophia storytelling, (laughs) you know. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, I know. I think that's the first time we've actually explained that we're talking about Sophia from Golden Girls. (laughs) I think that anyone that probably would be a fan of the show would maybe see that. Maybe. Possibly. With the picture it. Yeah. That would be the dead giveaway. But what do I know? I don't know. I hope so. I love it. So, you ready to begin this terrible, terrible tale? I My palate has been cleansed. I have poured my wine, and I am ready, lady love. Tell me. Picture it. Covina, California, 2008. It's a merry night on Christmas Eve. A happy family is having their annual party, bringing the holiday in together. Love and warmth is emanating from the home. You can practically smell the gingerbread. They're all laughing, drinking, and playing cards while the children run around excitedly, waiting for the clock to strike midnight. When there's a knock at the door, 
one of the little nuggets, an eight-year-old girl, runs to the window and sees Santa waiting outside with a huge present. She flies to the front of the house and exploding with joy, rips open the front door. Santa throws her up into the air and gently puts her back down. Nothing could be any better. She looks back at Santa to see what the present is and she hears what sounds like a firework and everything goes black. Everyone looks up in horror. Santa just shot the little girl in the face. Damn. And that's only the beginning. Damn. Damn, a little girl? Eight. In the face? In the fucking face. Damn, that's fucked up. What what, what was this person? So, okay, nope. All right, I'm gonna hold up because I already have like 15 questions and I already know I'm getting ahead of myself. They love, okay, okay, I'm... So Keep going. We are discussing the Covina Christmas Eve Massacre. Man, Christmas Eve Massacre. Yeah. To be like a murderer around the holidays, do you, do you think he, like, does he hate Santa? Oh, no. This has nothing to do with Santa. He hates nothing? the fuck out of his ex-wife. Oh. Yeah. Like, this has nothing to do with Santa. It's just that... Nothing to do with the holidays? No. He just wanted to kill his ex-wife and her entire family, and they wow. were all gathering at the Christmas party because they had it every year. Oh my God, what a monster. Mm -hmm. So the culprit of this overly horrific crime is a man named Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, also known as the Santa Killer. The Santa Killer. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2008, this one isn't, it's not too old. No, and I'm kind of surprised I never heard of this before. Yeah. Because uh, this sounds fucking terrible. Like this is some shit you'd see in a movie. Yeah, for sure. So what happened? What what was wrong? What his wife left him? He's all bitter, and now he wants to come out. Bang uh, bang, motherfucker. You know, yeah, yeah, pretty uh, much. But like, there's a lot more that goes to this story. Ooh, tell me. So tell I'm me. gonna tell you it all. Ooh, let's um, it. Before we get started, I came up with a lovely nickname, as I usually do. Ooh, what is it? And his name is Saint Nickelbitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Saint Nickelbitch? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Saint Nickelbitch it is. So, Saint Nickelbitch was born March 23rd, 1963. Mm -hmm. He was an Aries. Do we know know any Aries? I always like to compare them to, like, people that I might know. Not to say that, like... (sighs) Zodiac signs are super accurate, but they're usually... Yeah, they're pretty much, like, they're not far off. Right, they're right. Sh- I, I believe in it. Um, I don't think I know an Aries. The birthday in March, you said? March 23rd. So March 23rd. it would be from the end of March, beginning of April. April. Yeah. Oh, nobody. Nobody. My, my family birthdays stop in February. Yeah, no. There's a lot of <laughs> summer birthdays in my family. Huh. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> so he was born in Los Angeles County, California, and grew up in San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much backstory on his family and childhood, but we do know that his father was an engineer. Okay. And his mother, whose name is uh, Nancy Windsor, mm-hmm. she's mentioned sporadically throughout the story. But as a whole, St. Nikovich and his mother didn't really see eye to eye on many of his really shitty decisions throughout his life, because there are many. Okay. What 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 type of shitty decision making did he make? A lot of terrible things. Like some things that I would think only a demon would do. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, so maybe he had a little murdery instinct before? No, he actually has, before this crime, he has literally no priors. Like, there's no prior violent acts, there's no rape, there's no nothing. What are these uh, weird instances or whatever that his mom was like? So, one is that he was engaged to a woman when he was young. Okay. And they wanted to get married, but he was not really making that much money. Okay. So, she agreed to pay for the wedding. She paid for, like, all this shit because they were having a wedding at a country club. Now, that you know, that's expensive. Yeah. Well, he decided instead of getting married the day of the wedding, he didn't mm-hmm. say anything. He just left her. Oh, fuck. Stole $3,000 out of their shared account, which no. was her money. No. And decided to have a vacation in Florida. Like a honeymoon? No, he just like went by himself to go party in Florida. and out with the money. Yep. Left her at the altar. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you and your white dress. Yep. Man. That's yeah, that's one head. of them. I won't even tell you the other one. That one that I want to, like, wait to reveal. And he's all pissy because his mom is scoring him. His mom. His mama should have whooped his ass. That's I know. His mama should have done. His that's mama definitely like should have whooped his ass. A case of you should have gotten your ass whooped more often and that, then maybe you'd be maybe a little bit of a better human. Yeah, no, he was just a terrible human being oh, all the way God. around. All right. Tell me more. I'm ready. So... His father, having been an engineer, Bruce showed an aptitude for mathematics pretty early in life, Mm -hmm. and he really enjoyed it. He was always known as a very bright man. Mm -hmm. Uh, He graduated from John H. Polytechnic High School Mm -hmm. and went to California State University in Northridge for college in um, Sun Valley, California, and he got a degree in computer science. Cool. So he was known to be a social butterfly of sorts. Mm -hmm. Like he was a very big and fun and goofy guy. Like he enjoyed being loud and the center of attention. Okay. You know, like some people we know. (laughs) Um, Didn't dawn on me at all. I know. He was like kind of described as like a typical frat guy. Okay. And fun fact, at his Cal State graduation, Mm -hmm. he carried around a blow-up person-sized doll the whole day just because he thought it would be funny. That's normal. Yeah. So immature. I don't. So immature, but all right. I don't even get how that would be fun because I don't want to fucking carry something around all day. Like, I went the extra mile to, like, have the least amount of stuff to carry. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to carry a whole other person, a blow-up person? Exactly. And, like, was it? I was wondering if it was just, like, a blow-up doll or if it was, like, a sex doll. You think they would let him walk around with a sex doll in school? I couldn't even wear sweatpants when I was in high school. Then well, this is college. Around. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know why I was thinking high school. Maybe. Who, who the fuck is going to tell you something? Professors don't get paid enough to be like, yo, you want to put up that blow up doll somewhere? I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck? It's going to be one of those, I don't get I don't get paid enough for this bullshit type of things. And then just be like, kids walking around with a blow up doll. No, yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering what kind of, I wish I could have found a picture of what the doll looked like, but I couldn't. I feel like part of me wants to say that it was probably a sex doll. Like, what At what time was this in college? This happened in 2008. Maybe he was in college, what, in the 90s-ish? I'm not that sure. Time? I mean, he was born in... In the 60s? Yeah. 60-something? I think it was 63, right? Yep. 63. Yeah. Yeah. He went to college maybe in the 80s then? Yeah, so it was probably not that. It was definitely a blow-up doll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blow-up sex doll. Yeah, with the fucking weird cone boobs and shit oh, yeah. like that. The yeah. fucking crazy-looking mouth wide open. <laughs> yeah. And like that. It's all brown. <laughs> I know. 
And it's got like the extra large vagina hole. It's like looking at a, a turkey ready for stuffing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. okay. So as soon as he got out of college, he got himself a job at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Flint Ridge mm-hmm. as a software engineer. And it says online, it said La Canada Flint Ridge, but it has like that squiggly line over the N, like in Spanish. Let me see. Where is that? Right there. La Canada. Oh, Cañada. Oh, there you go. They love Scottish. So, although he was a brilliant man, intellectually speaking, mm-hmm. he was a shitbag of a human and Sounds a terrible like employee. <laughs> Sounds like it. So, he had a terrible attendance record. Uh-huh. And when he was there, instead of working like you're supposed to do at work, he decided to spend his time on the clock hacking the company's private personnel information. <gasps> To get a look at his coworkers' like wages and tax information and stuff. Why? I don't know, because he's a fucking asshole. I feel like that requires so much time for what? Exactly. Like, aren't Just you supposed to be... be nosy? Yeah. What was his job again? A, a software engineer? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, he'd have to deal with computers. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. But, bro. Exactly. Like, why are you hacking into your coworkers' Take stuff? Take your bitch ass to work and work. Exactly. And like, what the fuck? I, I never get how people are, like, the type of people that go to work and, like, cause drama. That's how you know they're lonely as fuck. When they have to come to work and they, like, live for all the drama at work. They love it. fucking annoys me. I never... No, I totally get it. It's just crazy. Because work is, like, high school sometimes. It really is. And you're just like, oh, I remember when I thought I was in school and I thought one day I'll be an adult. Except I'm an adult and everybody's still acting like a fucking kid. What the fuck? Exactly. Oh, sorry. Rambling. Moving on. I know. We love our jobs. We really do. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so somehow after doing all the shitbag shit at work, mm-hmm. in 1988, he managed to get engaged to a woman named Delilah mm-hmm. who worked for the same company as him. Was she a software engineer? <laughs> I don't know why that matters, but it's... I don't know. It didn't specify. It just said that she worked for the same company. Okay. But, like, Delilah doesn't really give too much information. I think she didn't want her last name out there and stuff to kind of, like... Tie her to this douchebag? Yeah. I don't blame her. I mean, considering what we know him for. hmm Not the best. Absolutely. So, St. Nickelbitch was 24 when they got engaged. Wow. He was still living with his mother and wasn't in the best financial shape, a.k.a. him's a broke hoe. Mm-hmm. Sounds like one. So Delilah agreed to pay for their wedding reception, and it was going to be held at a country club. Man, Delilah sounds like she came from some money, so if she's like, it's okay, babe, I'll pay for everything, you know? I mean, considering the job that they were working at, I'm sure she made some money. I'm sure he made some money, too. Actually, now that we're thinking about it. Yeah, no, he made money. Why is he fucking 24 living at home being a software engineer? I don't know, because he's a fucking mooch. Huh. All right. So Delilah also paid for their honeymoon to Tahiti from her savings account. Poor Delilah. I know. You know that shit was expensive. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe back in the day, not as expensive as it would be now. But damn, that shit was probably so expensive. It was still probably expensive, because, like, inflation's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever the money was then, it was probably, like, way more now. True. Come on, Delilah. I know. Get it together, girl. Mm-hmm. Get it together. 
So everything was planned. Both of their mothers were super excited to see their babies get married. So special day finally arrives. It's June 17th, 1989. Mm. Delilah's super happy and nervous. And guess what? Nickel bitch never shows. Ooh. Instead, he withdraws $3,000 from their joint bank account, a.k.a. Delilah's bank account, mm. and took a trip of his own to Palm Springs, Florida, and blows all her money. He, he then, Damn, bro. He then comes back a few weeks later, like, no big deal. And Delilah obviously tells him to kiss her ass mm-hmm. and calls off the engagement. I mean, very clearly. Taking $3,000 and you go down to Florida? Exactly. Like, you bitch, you're supposed to be getting married to me and going to Tahiti. Yes. Yes. But honestly, she dodged her bullet. She really did. She, Delilah, you you sure did dodge one, girl. You really did. But I would have fucking beaten him with a sock full of pennies or Dude, something. Like it would have been a wrap, arsenic the on the cookies, right? And take three grand from my account after I already paid all this money for the fucking wedding that you didn't show up to, right? And you're going by yourself. Now, you know damn well, if he was in Florida for a couple weeks, he was catching some buns from some cocoa. Oh, (laughs) more than that. It was all sorts of prostitutes everywhere, I'm sure. Exactly. Like, all right. All right, nickel bitch. All right. Mm -hmm. So, jumping to 2001, Mm -hmm. St. Nickel Bitch is living with a girlfriend. Her name is Elena Lucano. Mm -hmm. And I started calling her Ellie because I think it's cute. Mm -hmm. And their 13-month-old son, Matthew, Mm -hmm. in Woodland Hills, California. Now, over his lifetime, this was actually his most stable relationship. And everything seemed to actually be pretty great. And then on New Year's, Ellie went to the grocery store to go shopping and left Nickel Bitch at home to watch their son. Well, instead of watching him, Bruce decided to watch TV. And Matthew ended up crawling out on... Or out of the patio door and made his way into the backyard and then fell into the swimming pool. Oh, no. No, don't say it. Well, when Ellie got home, Nickelbitch was hysterical and holding his unconscious son. Don't say it. They rush him to the hospital. He does live. Oh, good. Oh, God. Thank God. Um, He actually, like, when they, they rushed him to the hospital and then they ended up having to airlift him to a children's hospital in L.A. um, because they had, like, a world-renowned trauma center that specialized in pediatric care because he was so young. Oh, my God, that's so sad. (laughs) So after a week of, like, intense care, and during this entire week, Bruce was there. Like, he was there every second, didn't move from this bed, like... He better not. You know, he felt terrible about it. Because guess what? If Bruce would have been watching the fucking baby instead of watching the TV... Guess where we wouldn't be right now? Exactly. In this situation. So you better be by his fucking side, Bruce. Well, after that week, the doctors come and tell them that their son has brain damage and that oh. he'll never fully recover. Oh, my God. And that he's going to be a paraplegic. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, less than six months after this... She fucking leaves him. No. Nickel bitch and Ellie split up, and he refused to pay <gasps> for anything. He just, like, bounced. What? Yeah. He refused to help pay for the med- medical bills, and he, like, stopped visiting him in the hospital. Wow. And everything. Wow. And within the first year, 
his son's hospital bills were up over $340,000. What a little bitch. Dude, just I was out pissed. Up yeah. and out. Just, just, like, like, just like that. And as soon as he heard that his son was brain damaged, he was out. That's it. Fuck this kid. It's not mine anymore. Like, I want to shit on this dude's chest. Yeah. He definitely deserves it. Definitely deserves it. This is just awful. How do you do it? This is your fault. You fucked up this baby. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that happened was because you literally were like, oh, I know I have a baby, but I'm just going to sit here and watch the TV. The baby will be fine. No, really, the baby will be fine. But how the fuck long were you not watching your kid that he managed to get out, crawl out of the patio door, crawl out of the patio door because he wasn't walking yet, crawl through the backyard and then get to the pool and fall in? You see my mom's house. You see how her kitchen is. It's not, it's not terribly big. Yeah. But you know, it's like enough to where like you see everything in sight. As soon as my mom doesn't see my niece, she's like, yo, where you at? And my niece will like poke her head out from the, <laughs> from like the living room. She didn't even have to get that far. She needs to be like far enough for my mom to like not be able to. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, where is she? Where is she? Find her now. And this dude just straight. Yeah. Fucking what? Watching TV, baby went outside. He didn't crawl down the stairs. You didn't hear the he patio went door shut. The backyard. He probably knocked some shit down on his way, and then fell into the pool. Yeah, and you still didn't notice. And God knows how long that, that baby, poor was, baby in there. was down. And you don't try to like resuscitate him. You just fucking sit there crying. Like I'm not saying that you know, everybody in every situation is going to do the immediately immediate right thing. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, if my baby's drowning, I'm going to try to make sure he's breathing. Mm-hmm. Try to save the baby. Something. Especially if, you know, it's kind of your fault. Exactly. Don't hysterically hold the baby. Hysterically do something about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. CPR. Everybody watches Law and Order, motherfucker. I don't want to hear it. Everybody knows how to do the Heimlich. Everybody knows how to shitty, shittily do CPR. I'm pretty sure, don't they teach you, like, how to do, uh, like, CPR on your baby? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's a thing, too. Like, it's not, if not, it it, it definitely should be, but. Yeah, because isn't it just like you have to just lightly compress, because if you press too hard. Yeah, the little fingers. Yeah, just two. Fifteen two. Fifteen two. Or if you're, what is it, if it's a two-person rescue, fifteen, no, fifteen one, and then if it's, I don't, I I can't remember. Oh, fuck, I'm quizzing myself and I can't remember. (laughs) Anyways, if you have a baby, I'm pretty sure you should know how to do the CPR. Exactly. Like, that should be most definitely a thing that you know how to do. Babies choke. You know, babies... Babies do dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. I remember my little brother used to eat crayons. Like, babies do things because they don't know what they are. And you're not going to pay attention. That's awful. And he stopped paying for the medical bills? Yeah, he didn't... Did they say how long the son ended up lasting like well he's actually alive like he's still alive he's just paraplegic um, oh really did yeah he, so did he recover from his brain damage? that's what caused the brain damage did cause was like the pair um, him being unable to walk so he's in a wheelchair for the rest of his life wow yeah I mean, but he's still alive thank god exactly so ellie actually ended up having to sue nickel bitch for his a hundred thousand dollar homeowner's insurance policy uh-huh and her lawyers told her that she should sue him for more. Like, oh, yeah. way more. Oh, my God. But Ellie said no. This was a direct quote from her lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was not a vindictive type, and she knew he was living with overwhelm- overwhelming guilt. You're living with overwhelming guilt, and you're not going to see your kid? Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
living with overwhelming guilt. And so she only wanted to pursue his policy. So in August 2002, they obviously won the case and they collected his $100,000 policy to help pay off the medical bills. And a special needs trust was set up. So he had to pay, or, you know, Bruce Nickelbitch, cunt, mm-hmm. had to pay $240 a month for the rest of Matthew's life. Once the court case was over, Matthew never saw or heard from Nickelbitch again. Wow. Yeah. I don't even, I don't have words. What a terrible piece of shit to do that to your kid and then just straight up stop. How do you live with yourself Knowing that you did that to your baby and then just choosing not to not to see your baby after that, essentially. Like, how shitty are you as a person? Oh, he's shitty and selfish because... Like, I hope that shit hurts because... It's definitely got to. I hope so. Like, come well, on. Nancy, Bruce's mother, however, she kept in contact with Ellie over the years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she wanted to still be in her grand child's life but they didn't really discuss nickel bitch at all i wouldn't either i mean how do you even get through that i know my son's a piece of shit but exactly can we still move on can we still move past that like it's terrible but i get it like it's not the grandma's fault either Mm -mm. that her son's a piece of shit no not at all so even after all this tragedy Mm -hmm. ellie she's a bad bitch you go ellie like she's got the most big dick energy Mm, i'm all for it Last last week, we didn't have no big dick energy. No. I, I need some this week. Ellie's got that big dick energy. Like, she's got oh, that schlong. Oh. Baby D. Wow. Baby Lady Love, did you get a chance to look up um, Michael Fassbender? No, what? Mm-hmm. Remember I told you he's the guy with the huge dick, the actor with the huge, huge schlong. Like, that's a schlong. Really? Yeah. Dude. No, I never got to look it up. Lady <laughs> Love, you missing out. I will Google oh. it later. Okay, good, good. Okay, you sorry. Know. <laughs> gotta get so, that big dick energy though i know no she definitely she's got the schlong like it is there hanging so <laughs> while still being a single mother mm-hmm. she provides for her son matthew holding down a full-time job mm. and she only has help from a part-time nurse wow mm-hmm. man for a paraplegic that shit is hard man that is especially to like have to do it by yourself mm. and knowing that like you're child could have been totally normal mm-hmm. like oh my god like for her not to be vindictive if it was me her oh yeah oh hell have no fury like a woman scorn dude i would send his ass like that chocolate chip on me right <laughs> send him like chocolate chip cookies but it wasn't chocolate chips it'd be like little pieces of like rabbit poop or something <laughs> a bunch of rabbit turd yeah. just in. Find different ways to just fuck with them the long way? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I would do the same. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Why does he deserve to have a good life? Exactly. No, fuck that. Mm. I'd like pretend to break into his house every day, but take nothing. <laughs> Slightly move one thing to yeah. fuck with him. It's like, what is going on? Why does my house keep getting broken into, but nothing's gone? <laughs> no, God. <laughs> so, in 2004, <clears throat> a friend of St. Nickelbitch introduces him to his sister-in-law. Her name is Sylvia Ortego, and she's a 40-year-old mother of three. So her and Bruce, nickel cunt, mm-hmm. hit it off right away. Mm-hmm. And two years later, on January 29, 2006, they get married. 
and Bruce bought them a $452,000 three-bedroom home in Montrose, California. Now, when I seen that, I was like, you spent how much money on three bedrooms? The same guy that was living with his mom spent $452,000? Yep, he bought a $452,000 home. Well, I'm sure he had a mortgage, but... You still have to put down a pretty penny to fucking buy something like that. Homie was living with his mom. What happened? Not anymore. What? What the fuck? What do you mean? Well, I mean, this is like way later. This is in 2004. He was living with his mom when he was in his 20s. So what? Uh, you know what? I, I... Well, I mean, he was living with uh, with Ellie when they had their son. So I'm sure he just had money by that point and moved on. Hmm. God, I just... I just don't want to see him thrive. No. $52,000? Yeah. And the kids weren't his, right? Three other? No, those those three were her kids. Those three were her kids. Okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Sylvia had no idea that he had a kid at all. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He was just yeah. straight lying. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that comes up later. Huh. Uh, Sylvia was born on July 5th, mm-hmm. 1965. A cancer. Hi. I'm a cancer. <laughs> yeah, they love. I'm like thinking, 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 cancer, <laughs> cancer. Okay. So Sylvia comes from a large family. They're very loving and like just family oriented. Okay. That's nice. That's always nice. Um, Her parents are named Joseph and Alicia Ortega. Mm-hmm. They were madly in love with each other, their entire mm-hmm. relationship. This sounds like a little cute Hispanic. They are. That's exactly what it is. Ortega. They were married for 53 years. Oh, my God. And fun fact. Babe, that's going to be me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Your little Asian ass better get with it. Shit. I know. That's why you need to fix that ear infection. <laughs> God, I hope by Christmas he really doesn't have an ear infection. He's either going to have it cured or actually be dead by now. No, it's okay. If by Christmas he still has that ear infection, you'll be able to be there and you can just treat it while he's sleeping. Or fucking beat him into submission. That too. <laughs> just use the handcuffs. He won't know. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> Love you, boo. Just want you to be okay. <laughs> So, fun fact, mm-hmm. they had only known each other for three weeks when they got married in Mexico in 1955. The three first weeks? Three weeks. The first time Joseph seen her in the like in their little town or whatever, she just walked by him, and he looked at his sister and said, I'm going to marry her. Played love. Didn't even know her. Who does that sound like? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, that's going to be us. Oh. Okay, okay. I'm a little hormonal this week. Oh, that's fine. Maybe it's the holiday season. It like, could maybe be. the holiday season is, like, making me feel like, woo. I don't know. I know. I mean, it could be. Or it could just be that you're with a nice person. I know. Aww. You're welcome. Aww. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, on their honeymoon, mm-hmm. Alicia had told Joe that when they die, she would have to die first because she loved him so much that she couldn't live without him. Oh, my yeah, that's so cute. That's fucking adorable. So when they came to America, they started a painting business together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an industrial painting company, sorry. And they called it Industrial Power Coating Inc. Cute. Okay. So Sylvia was one of five kids. Mm-hmm. She had two brothers and two sisters. Mm-hmm. Her uh, brothers' names were James and Charles, and her sisters were Alicia and Letitia. Alicia and Letitia. I know. That's At first cute. when I read this, I was like... Alicia. I thought the mom's name was Alicia. And I was like, oh, okay. They didn't do the regular, like, 
name the son after the dad. They did the name the daughter after the mom. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. So friends and family of theirs are quoted saying they're a family that lives in the moment. Mm-hmm. The Ortega family is the closest family that I have ever met. They are very much a clan. Mm-hmm. And, quote, they approached all of life together. They're all connected to oh. one another through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. Yeah, like, they're, what like, the, the perfect family. It's, yeah. like, family tale. And their neighbor, Mitzi Avery, mm-hmm. who lived next door, she told the Los Angeles Times, quote, when you walked into a room, every one of the Ortega kids would get up and give you a kiss and a hug. They were the mm. most respectful family I'd ever known. How adorable. I love it. I just love it with all my heart. I know. Especially because, like, you know how Hispanic people are with those big families. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, you are one of them. <laughs> I am. I am one of them. It's always a good and bad thing, but it makes you definitely... Close. Appreci- yeah, yeah. I appreciate the people around you. So, prior to meeting St. Nicobitch, mm-hmm. Sylvia had been married to her first husband, and they had two kids together, mm-hmm. but sadly, he had died in a car accident. Oh, no. And then a few years after that, uh, she met a man named George Orza, okay. and they had a daughter together in 2002. Mm-hmm. But their relationship didn't work out, and they ended up divorcing. And after the separation was finalized, her second husband had moved to Oklahoma. <laughs> all right oklahoma i mean it's definitely okay i mean i was in oklahoma city though there's different parts of oklahoma tulsa's like a tulsa (laughs) listen whatever it is i'm ready for it lady love i think tulsa's like less city like is the problem see but i don't know i don't because it doesn't look like all country like right i don't think so so in oklahoma city it kind of reminds me of, like, Buffalo, almost. Like, it's just, you know, a bunch of highways, malls, shit like that. Okay. But Tulsa is, like, one of those places where you have, like, one bar, and you go to that bar all the time. Really? And, yeah, that's where your bay lives. Yeah. are you trying to do to me? Oh, God. Oh, God. You want me to go down there and just... Oh, God. Really? See? Is that small? I mean, I've never been there, but everybody that, all of my family that lives in Oklahoma uh, lives in the city for a reason. Oh, motherfuck me. Except for Jopey. Jopey, you live 45 minutes away from everybody. Oh, my God. But he's he's not even that far. He's in Normand. I mean, look at the name. You uh, had to practice how to say it, right? Tulsa? Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa? I don't know. Am I saying it right? I I don't know. See, I don't know. It's so, it's so different with when you're with someone that's like... Not from where you're from. Mm-hmm. Because you pick up on all this shit. Like horror. Horror? Horror. Yeah. Sounds like horror. It does sound like horror. But to me, it, it it's fine. I mean, yeah. No, I get, I catch the drift. You know? I guess I never really noticed. People say that I have like a buffalo accent. I didn't think I had an accent. Oh, we most certainly have a buffalo accent. <laughs> I never noticed for it. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. Sorry. Rambling. Sorry. Back to the story. <laughs> so at the time when Sylvia and Bruce met. Oh, yeah. Layla. Top me off too. Yeah. <laughs> at the time when Sylvia and Bruce met, he was working as an aerospace software technician. And she was an, an administrative assistant. And they were pretty happy. Uh-huh. Um, outwardly, they looked like a happy family. They would attend church regularly. And Nickelbitch would even volunteer as an usher. And I had actually read that he was like the head usher in the church. 
What is an usher do? They deceit people, right? I have no fucking you idea. You go this way, you go this way. I've only gone to church for weddings and funerals. And I generally just, like, follow everybody else. <laughs> I just follow the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever these people go, kind of quietly saunter behind them. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I just wait to hear, like, the pew thingies, like, click over. And I'm like, oh, okay, that means you got to kneel. <laughs> oh, this wine is pretty good, Layla. It it's is. It's not bad. I can deal with it. I think this is the first bottle that we've actually finished in. Yeah, yeah. I think we finished our first one that first. Yeah, no, that um, one was good, too. But that was, like, the mix of the Moscato Rosé. Mm. Delicioso. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, back to the story. So, all of their friends had described him as a great guy, very mm-hmm. intelligent, upbeat, and friendly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people can put on that facade. For sure, for sure. And if he was sociable, you know, I'm sure he was probably a fucking douchebag and can hide it well. No, that's exactly what happened. Because, like, before they got married, mm-hmm. perfect. He was amazing. Which I'm definitely going to make you look him up later, because, like, when I see not he looked like... I was like, crazy person? He just looked nor average. I don't know. He wasn't anything special to me. Okay. I don't know. But immediately after they got married, he hit her with a switch up. Damn. He started to act super sketchy and was an asshole towards her. And Sylvia's best friend for like 30 years, her name was Roxanne. I'm not even going to try to say this last name. So I'm going to call her Roxy J. Roxy J gave an interview to ABC7. And said, quote, his personality changed Mm -hmm. and that Sylvia confided in her about their marital problems. Mm -hmm. And she told her that she didn't feel like he loved her and that he didn't seem to care for her at all. And he wanted them to keep everything in their lives completely separate, especially their finances. Oh, they constantly fought about money. He didn't want to pay for a single penny for anything. And he wanted to have, like, a separate bank account from hers that she couldn't access at all. Wow. And he told her, you need to pay for your own goddamn kids because they're not mine. What? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Fuck a blended family, I guess. Yeah, no. He was like, that made my goddamn kids. I'm not about it. Wow. But he's not paying for his own fucking kid that came out of his own sack. I mean... (laughs) You're right. But... Damn, homie, that's that's kind of harsh, right? That is pretty fucked up. I right? feel like if you get married to a person, you generally kind of, like, take on some responsibilities Absolutely. for the person's Absolutely. other human. Like, come on. That's, you, like, that's like ignoring a, a whole half of you. And she's got three fucking kids. Right. You're just going to be like, nah, bro. I'm, I know we're in this, but I'm you got <laughs> to take care of this. Yeah, sorry. I'll help you pay for, like, the yogurt. But that's oh, it. Oh, fucking rude. <laughs> All right. So the thing that finally convinced her to stop kicking this dead horse that they call a marriage was Bruce's mother. She was like, yo, fuck it. It's well, not even worth it. Pretty much. Like, Nancy f- was really fond of Sylvia and uh-huh. knew about their financial struggles and issues. And she decided to tell Sylvia about her son's past relationships and how they ended. Because she had no uh-huh. idea about anything. Which kept her right in the dark, though. But isn't that something that you fucking ask? Why would you be with somebody that doesn't want to help you with your kids, though? Yeah, and why would you want to be with someone that you know nothing about? It's like being with somebody that hates your kids, lady love. Why would you want to be with somebody that hates your kids? I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it either. It makes no sense. (laughs) 
Whatever, though. People do that. <laughs> they do it, and they do it gladly. Oh, yeah. And then they pretend that they don't hate the kids. That's so <laughs> sad. And in a happy engagement, but whatever. <laughs> so, mama spilled the tea. Damn. You go, mom. You go, mom, because you probably saved her. You know, she fucking stayed with him after he was like, yo, me and you are a thing, but these kids you're going to have to take care of. Like, that's not, a, that's, not big enough, that's not big enough of a red flag where you're just like... Maybe not. I don't know. I see the thing with like people that are vindictive like this and stuff, and you know very well Mm. that they act nice. They act great. I mean, I've had many of douchebag that like in the beginning, they're perfect. Everything's amazing. They love that you're spicy and that you have all these friends and you're a social butterfly. (laughs) And then look, you get together and it's like... Stop it! Stop talking about these people! You do it too much! Yeah. Uh, why do you act like this? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, people do that. And then they, yeah. it makes the person, well, that is being manipulated, sorry, think about all the good times that they had in the beginning. Ugh. So it's like, well, I mean, they're great, right? Because this was like this, and then that was like that. Blah. Ugh. No more of that. No, definitely not. So... She told Sylvia about the girl that he had left at the altar. Poor Delilah. And how he had a son by a previous girlfriend Mm -hmm. whom he abandoned. When he gave the baby. And then abandoned. Yeah, broke the baby, then abandoned it. Right. Let's not forget. So she also told her that Nigobitch was claiming Matthew on his taxes as a (gasps) dependent for the past seven years, even though he hasn't paid a dime towards his care. And he hasn't seen his son since that court date. Where was Ellie on this? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. But still. Well, well I'm I'm wondering if, like, early on, they didn't really pay attention to who claimed who. They could have just been like, oh, well, you know, both parents are claiming the baby. But I, I always thought that it could only be one person that claims the baby. Me too. Me too. Oh, Miss Ellie. What happened there, girl? I don't Never know. Mind. Never mind. But, oh, okay. Mama, mama put her down on what was up. Yeah, mama told her about Matthew. Mm-hmm. Mama told her he's a bitch. Mm-hmm. But Sylvia was completely dumbfounded by all of this. She had no idea Matthew even existed, and it pissed her off. Oh. <laughs> so she only could see him as an irresponsible liar, mm-hmm. and they separated in March of 2008, and then filed for divorce in April 2008. And this supposedly caused him to spiral into a depression. He spiraled into a depression because the woman that he was with that he didn't want to help take care of her kids left him because she found out he was a piece of shit who abandoned the baby that he fucking made unwell. And what else did he have under his belt? The fucking runaway bride or the the fact that he's a runaway groom? Yeah, like... Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, homie, but you, you spiraled into a depression. Oh, yeah. And it's okay because you are what's most important. Mm-hmm. Sure, buddy. Sure. Because he is all that is man. So when they initially separ- separated, she asked if she could still live in the house a little longer because she had a, f- a four-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And she was about three-quarters of the way through her year in kindergarten, and she didn't want to take her out of school and make her change. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think you can after a certain point in the year. Are you allowed to, like, switch a kid? At the end of it. So close to the end, why not just finish? Exactly. Know? So he told her yes. And then one day when she was out doing some shit, he decided to put all of her belongings on the lawn and told her to get the fuck out. 
Oh, okay. So we're playing that game. Yeah, that's what he did. Because people do that. Because that's what adults do. Oh, yeah. Of course. Don't worry, though. Sylvia gets hers. Mm. Nico bitch is quoted as saying, she's taking me to the cleaners. <laughs> taking me to the cleaners. For which he's definitely not wrong. On June 18th, 2008, at one of their divorce court yeah. proceedings... Mm-hmm. He was ordered to pay Sylvia $1,785 a month in spousal support. Damn. The first check he wrote bounced, and by July, he had managed to have the spousal support waived because he got fired from his job. What a little bitch. And after this court case, he bought his first 9mm gun. <gasps> oh. So in February of 2005, St. Nikobich started a job at ITT electronic systems and he worked as an engineer Mm -hmm. and on July 31st 2008 he got fired Mm. because his boss caught him billing clients for hours that he had never worked scam artist well what made it better is that because he was fired Mm -hmm. unemployment denied him yeah so fuck that bitch I mean, he didn't deserve it anyways. Like, what is he doing? Exactly. And if you're, if you have enough money to pay for a fucking four hundred and whatever thousand dollar home, four hundred and thirty-two thousand yeah. dollar home, lady love. Listen, that shit was. Imp- I'm pretty sure it was four thirty-two because that shit was imprinted in my brain. I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah. If you have enough money to pay for almost a half a million dollar home, I think you should have some money in the savings account. Right. Just not saying. only that, but maybe giving up some money to your son who was a paraplegic prick. Exactly. Fucking bitch. So, in June, after Sylvia was awarded the spousal support, Bruce had bought a Sawyer 9mm handgun. Mm -hmm. And in August, September, October, and November, he bought four more of those same guns. It's so hard. Did you know how hard it is to get, like, a gun in New York State? Yeah, no, New York State, you can't have anything. But, like, when I lived in Texas, Lady Love, I didn't even need anything. I could literally go in there with my ID and buy a gun. That's fucking crazy. Like, look at this dude. Mm-hmm. He's just straight, oh, I'll take oh. four, please. Oh, I'll take two more. Oh, you're back again? Oh, I'll take one more. Well, the what only the, the only reason he even bought them, like, once a month is because there's a law saying that you can you have to wait 30 days between buying a firearm. Really? hmm Oh, my God. So if he could, he would have bought all five of them bitches right off rip. Oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. And in September, he asked his neighbor, Jerry, who had a, a costume business, Mm-hmm. called Jerry's Costumes, to make him a custom-sized Santa suit with extra room. He was, like, he was 6'4 and 270 pounds at this time. So mm-hmm. it kind of made sense to Jerry because he was, like, a big dude and regular Santa costumes that you can buy. Yeah. They didn't really fit him. And he told him he needed it for a children's Christmas party. Damn, man. So Nickelbitch paid $200 down as a deposit mm-hmm. and promised to pay him the rest in November when he picked up the suit. And in October, mm-hmm. he had gotten a call from a friend in high school. And he asked him if he wanted to come to his 45th birthday party. Mm-hmm. So he decided to go and fly out to Iowa. And while he was there, he told his friend how bitter the divorce was between him and Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And that him and his mother had hardly spoke anymore. Because she decided to sit with Sylvia's side of the family during the divorce proceedings and wasn't supporting him. Like, come on, homie. What do you expect? Your mom has been scorning you your entire life for your shitty, shitty, shitty decisions. 
And now that's probably the closest thing that she probably has to like a daughter and grandkids. So why wouldn't she side with them? Exactly. Especially because it's not like they're wrong. Right. Take your shitty kid side who's been your shitty kid your entire life. Yeah. Like, your entire life. Like, what the fuck? See, that's the problem with some people is that they're like, well, that's my kid. I got to be on their side. Which nah, You don't always have to be on their side. Yeah. Because guess what? Your kids can be an asshole. And they need to know that they're wrong. Exactly. Like, if people don't understand that they're wrong and you always tell them they're right, they're never going to understand that they're not always right. Exactly. My mama let me know when I was wrong. Oh, Look believe me. outstanding human being that I am. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with telling people when they're wrong. Exactly. You should probably hear it more often. No, I, I totally agree. Jesus. All right. All right. That's it. Off the soapbox. Moving on. <laughs> so, he also made sure to make a little pit stop mm-hmm. while he was there and take advantage of Iowa's more lax gun laws. Oh, fuck. So he bought... More lax in the 30 days? Well, there's certain laws that each state has about how many bullets you're allowed to have in a magazine. Okay. So Iowa's is a little fucking different. So he decided to buy 16 handgun mags that held 18 bullets each. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So he was prepared to fucking shoot some shit. Oh, fuck, lady love. So November comes, and Nikobich picks up his Santa suit from Jerry. And he even gave him a $20 tip. Oh, hey. Because, you know, holiday spirit. Good for Jerry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You take okay. that $20, Jerry. Yeet. It's not your fault. Right. We ain't mad at you, Jerry. You just made the suit. Mm-hmm. So he then ended up buying a DeWalt compressor mm-hmm. and a 50-foot hose and a tank of high-octane fuel. God damn. Mm-hmm. This dude was not messing around. No, he had the shit planned. Like, if you're... Premeditated. Very premeditated. Six months in advance, bro. Oh, God. Which amazes me. Yeah, like... I can't go five minutes without telling someone a present I bought them. You know what, though? The long game is good for, like... Depending on the purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I feel Like, if I'm trying to get back at somebody... Hit them when they least expect it. Long game all day, lady love. Thrive off of that. <laughs> it's but like it trying to stab someone with a dull spoon. Yeah. They think nothing's going to happen. But you slowly dig. <laughs> you get it at that right angle, that spoon can do all sorts of damage. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Jerry's missing an eye. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. I mean... Uh, I mean, six months, it takes a lot of planning. Like. And a lot of money. Like, you had to buy five guns. Yeah. Now, you know bullets is expensive. You said 16? Well, he bought 16 mags with 18, that held 18 bullets. That's not saying how many. mags that held 18 bullets. Oh, my God. Look at. Oh, my God. Look at how many fucking bullets that is. Yeah. And that's just to be able to shoot people. Mm. That's not saying that's all the bullets he bought. You know? Right, right. So. He now has a total of five guns and a fuck ton of ammo. Mm. He has his costume and all of the items that he needs to make a ghetto flamethrower. Oh, God. Okay. So, a week before Christmas on December 18th, 2008. Oh, my birthday. Yes. What was it? What was Your it? birthday. I would. I was like, uh... You were in high school still, right? Yeah, it was, was your senior I year? Was, uh, no, no. I graduated in 10, so it was my junior year of high school. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I graduated in 09. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, 
I'm sure it was great. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. I don't fucking remember high school. I don't want to remember high school. See, all I know about high school is that I was very goth and very thin. Just I, as thin as my eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember uh, there was a lot of food in high school because we went to a culinary school. And uh, I love food. I don't know. I, I mean, I, that's pretty much it for me. No, I, I think I vividly remember my time at my high school, which was performing arts. Mm. It was a very interesting time. I feel like a lot of interesting people, a lot of very artsy fartsy. I feel like you remember Glee on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like that would be like performing arts. Uh, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that glamorous. No, not at all. I mean, I feel like I wish it would have been that glamorous. I mean, you would definitely have random people singing all the time and, you know, dumb shit like that, but mm-hmm. no one was breaking out in song. Like, it definitely wasn't Man, that. Man, I wish high school was like that, but, you know, that's the fucking Disney version for you. No, that's definitely Disney version. I think most of my high school career I spent either sleeping or hiding out in a gym locker room. I got good grades in school. I no, I had really good. good grades in school. I just didn't like to be in my classes. I was more of like a do work at home kind of gal. Oh no, I need I want to I want to sit in the front of the class and I want to hear you because once I hear you, it's already in my brain and I'll retain it forever. No. I can hear it once and then that's it. It doesn't work for me like that. Yeah. I need I'm more of like a visual learner or like a do it yourself kind of person. See, I think that depends on the thing. Like with work now, I need to do it myself for me to really know it. Yeah. And if not, it's just a fucking guessing game anyways. You know what I mean? Oh, no. But before, like, if I'm if I'm going to learn something, like, if I need to learn something that's, like, maybe factual, if you spit the information to me, I can retain it. I don't know if that's, like, a, a what is it, photographic? No, that's not photographic. Is it photographic? No, is photographic when is when you can visualize. If you tell me something, I don't know why I just will retain it. Not me. I need to, like, I need to read it and write it down myself. Hmm. Like, that's why I actually write handwritten notes for this is because I can remember it better. Mm-hmm. Like, writing it down, I, I'm i taking in the information more. Like, I actually remember being in high school and I had this one government teacher. His name was Mr. Hauk. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for some reason, I had, like, a weird friendship with all of my teachers. Yeah. And he would sit me in front of the class on purpose because he knew I was, like, an ancient-ass student. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, just pretty much sleep. And the one day he had drew – he called me Morticia – all the time and he drew like a morticia adams picture oh, on my so paper cute. and i punched him oh. <laughs> and very appropriate that you love well the funny thing is i didn't think about it like you know how when someone says something to you and you just like hit him yeah like it wasn't like you. a legit you yeah it wasn't one of those it's not like i fucking dropped my teacher <laughs> i you know i don't know why i just imagine like a full fist back ah you no, know like a fucking like a... one punch man like no i like punched him in the stomach kind of thing like you know a quick like <laughs> you yeah and make me laugh buddy <laughs> old pal yeah I, I see it now yeah and like a girl that i was in school with after i did it she goes did you just hit him and i was like uh i think i did and I didn't really understand that it was wrong. I don't know. For some reason, it was like a, I had a weird friendship with all my teachers. It was, but they understood that I I did my work. Like I was a good student. I just couldn't I couldn't listen to them. Like I would zone out of everything. I can't even watch fucking TV. Shout out to amazing teachers. Mm-hmm. My amazing teacher in high school is Mr. Maley. Yeah, Mr. Maley. He was Asian. He would always what would he say? It sounds Asian, but he wasn't. He was like the whitest white guy I've ever really? seen. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Maley, M A Y L E. Oh, he was he was a tits of a teacher, science teacher. Honestly, I think my favorite teacher out of all the years is between two. One was uh, his name was Mr. Rowley in school eighteen. Mm-hmm. He was my history teacher, and for some reason, I just like loved him. He was mm-hmm. just the best teacher ever. And the other one, her name was Miss Kenny. 
And she was my English teacher in high school. And she told me she would take my attendance by how many times she would hear me say fuck in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's very appropriate. I love it. Well, every time I've run into her in like jobs that I've worked or whatever, Mm -hmm. she tells that story to people. That's funny. That's so funny. There's this Courtney. I would take her attendance in high school because I would hear her say fuck and I knew it was Courtney. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Shout out to amazing teachers. We love you. We We do love you. you. You make impacts. Absolutely. Absolutely. You make impacts. Um, You know, we can't do the job that you do Mm -hmm. teaching at home. I mean, it's not like we have kids to teach at home, too, but. No, I have cats. I have cats, too, but shout out to the teachers. We appreciate you. We love you. But anyways, back to where we were. So a week before Christmas on December 18th, 2008, Bruce and Sylvia were finally divorced. Finally. Finally. Amen to the Lord. It's raining men. Hallelujah, it's raining men. Yes, So he was allowed to keep the house, but she got to keep her engagement ring. Okay. She was awarded ten thousand dollars. And here comes the kicker. She got to keep the dog. The yeah. So they had a brown dog that was an Akita mm. named Saki. Oh, that's so cute. I know it was adorable. I was like, are they are they sure they're not Asian? That is adorable. Well, this killed Nickelbitch because mm-hmm. him and this dog, they was tight. Like this was his dog. And really? she got to keep the dog. Okay. So <laughs> Okay, okay. Man, do we have any more alcohol? Lady Love, actually, you know, you remember when we went to the pumpkin farm? Yeah. You wanna have some of that apple yeah. wine? Yeah. Actually, you know what, guys? I think this is a perfect chance for us to try our commercial skills. What do you think, Lady Love? I think it is. So we will be back after this short break. Lady Love. Lady Love. We're a whole month into this. Can you believe it? No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Make this I can't believe it's been a whole month already. Well, as you know, we're all about supporting locally owned businesses. Yes. So we wanted to tell you about Fit Dreams Activewear. Yes, Fit Dreams Activewear is an amazing and affordable athletic wear that is homegrown and great affordable quality. So they have everything you can want from t-shirts to sweatpants, yoga pants, etc., etc. And everything is 50% off right now. 50% off and free shipping. So please, shop at FDAwears.com. <laughs> shop Fit Dreams Active Wear at FDAwears.com. That's F-D-A-W-E-A-R-Z.com. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that extra wine in the fridge. I know, for real. Oh, Lady Love, you know what? This this one isn't bad. It's not? No. Oh, so this one, a special feature for the week since we're doing the holidays, apparently. This is, a. <laughs> this is a 1911. And you know what, Lady Love? We've redeemed ourselves. Have this we? This is a local wine. Oh, yeah. 1911 established Honey Crisp. Classic apple wine. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds nice, right? We had actually bought this wine at the Great Pumpkin Farm in... in Where the fuck is that? Oh, Lady Love. Listen, I'm... Clarence? No, that's not Clarence. No? I don't think so. 
Well, it's called the Great Pumpkin Farm somewhere in the Buffalo area. Listen, if you're from Western New York, you know where the Great Pumpkin Farm is. And forgive us because we're late. And I'm pretty sure the pumpkin farm is probably shut down by now because it's Christmas. But they had this amazing bottle of apple wine and I wanted to try it. So here we are because this is actually the first time since episode one that we finished the entire bottle of wine that we bought. Yeah. I think we still have some of that superstitious one from last week, too. Listen, if we clean this one up, we might as well just finish out the superstitious one. Oh, yeah. Full circle for all of it. Fuck it. Lady Love's about to be having fucking waffles tomorrow for that hangover breakfast. Oh, no. I got to go to work. Fuck. Maybe I'll make some tonight. (laughs) I do love the waffles. Mm. Oh, that is really good. Mm. I like it. Very appley. Told you it was good. So. Back to the story. Where we left off. Nickel bitch was very upset because Sylvia got his dog. Good. Dun, dun, dun. I'm glad she got a doggy. I am too. Fuck that guy. So the day after the divorce was finalized, Mm -hmm. Bruce bought a $650 round trip ticket to Iowa to go see his friend Steve for two weeks. Okay. Who's Steve? He was the guy that he had visited for the 45th birthday. Okay. 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 So he was supposed to leave at 1220 in the morning on Christmas Day. Okay. Sylvia had moved in with her parents after the divorce. She was at 1129 East Knollcrest Drive mm-hmm. in West Covina, California. Okay. Yeah, we're getting closer to the bed. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I sense it. I sense it. I don't want to, but I do. So the Saturday after the divorce was finalized, she had gotten lunch with her bestie, Roxy uh... J. And they had toasted to her new life and fresh beginnings. Amen to that. St. Nicobitch had decided to rent a Dodge Caliber from Budget Uh and a Silver RAV4 from Mm Rent-A-Car. I'm guessing they meant Rent-A-Car because when I was online, it said Rent-A-Wreck and it didn't make sense to me. So I'm going to go with Rent-A-Car. Slight typo. Yeah. So he packed um, in the RAV4 Mm -hmm. maps of the Southwest. Water, food, clothing, a tank of gas, a laptop, and a desktop computer. Damn. On Christmas Eve, his evil master man finally came to fruition. Are you ready, Lady Love? Oh, God. Are you ready for it? I'm not, but I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Hold on. Let me take another sip. I know. (laughs) Okay, now I'm ready. So, Joe, 80 years old, and Alicia, 70. Mm Mm-hmm. Had a Christmas Eve party every year. This year they had invited a bunch of people. Well, they always do. Yeah. But um, they had invited their five children and their spouses mm-hmm. and their grandkids, obviously. And there were about 25 people at the party. Nancy, Bruce's mother, mm-hmm. was actually also invited. Oh, God. But she ended up coming down with the flu and she couldn't make it. Oh, Nancy. <sighs> so they had a great Christmas Eve dinner and around 11 o'clock... Joe and Alicia and all of the their kids, mm-hmm. they were playing Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. And all the grandkids were kind of in the back of the house playing video games. And their 17-year-old grandson, Michael Ortega, mm-hmm. he was upstairs on the computer. Then all of a sudden, there was a knock at the door. Mm. Sylvia's 8-year-old niece, Katrina Yusef-Plowski. Yusef Polski. I don't know why I still fucked that up because I put like the little Is that thingy. A Polish? We went Polish all of a sudden. I'm I'm guessing. I put like the little what what's it called? Yusef Polski. Yeah, Yusef Polski. Mm-hmm. You know what? That kind of looks Bulgarian to me. Not that I'm a fucking pro, 
Yeah. But going to school in South Buffalo, S-K-I is a Polish last name, apparently. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that, that little ending gives me a hint of Bulgarian. Oh, yeah. But I can see that. I'm I can just see a fucking that. Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking mutt, so I guess we don't really know. Listen, we're inclusive of all colors of the world. We definitely are. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen me, but most people can't make out what I am. So I just tell people I'm from fucking everywhere of the world. What does it fucking matter? Well, I did my ancestry DNA and I'm literally Lady love, you are everywhere. literally like all colors of Asia. <laughs> I know. Like. Hint of Asian here, hint of Asian there. This type of Asian here. But I got like, is that a type of fucking Asian? Like, I I didn't even know, but okay, we're going with it. I know, but I have Irish and Sicilian too in my blood. I'm all for it, love. Like I said, all colors of the world, yes, are inside of us. And we live in a white neighborhood. We're the only brown people in a white neighborhood. Legitimately, the darkest people here, and it's hilarious. (laughs) I know, but we do love it. We love it. We do. We do love our suburban lifestyle now oh yeah because it's super cute and we live right upstairs from each other did you think that we would live in like this oh no not at all suburban uh, i mean i feel like it's appropriate listen i'll never go back no not at all go back to city living definitely not so lady love and i actually we've known each other for a few years now but we Mm -hmm. grew up our entire lives a block away from each other on the same street remotely close to each other but never never ever knowing each other we were meant to be uh, I dated Lady Love's brother when we were kids. Oh, show. Sure. And I would come to her house where she lived and we just never met. Oh, show. Sure. And like, now we're best friends. <laughs> literally missing each other by, is it, it's not fate if you miss each other, right? No, it's like we were just slowly making our way around to Eventually it was kismet, as they would say. It definitely was. Yeah. And here we are making mm-hmm. a podcast. Making this awesome podcast for you guys to that listen. That you are all listening to. Yeah. Hopefully. I know. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Because I think we're funny. We think we're funny. I hope we're funny. Are we fucking funny? I mean, let us know. If we're not, maybe we should stop. I don't know. Maybe? Maybe not. No. Let's continue. Back to the story. (laughs) So, there was a knock at the door. Sylvia's eight-year-old niece, Katrina Yusuf Polsky, looked out the window. And who does she see? But Santa Claus with a gigantic gift-wrapped box. She was super excited and she ran to the door. She ripped it open yelling, Santa! And Santa picked her up and put her down, then proceeded to shoot her in the face with a 9mm semi-automatic handgun. But she lived. She did? She did live. No fucking way! Yeah. So what actually ended up saving her is that at the last second... She must have noticed that it was something that was going to cause her harm because she turned her head. So he, instead of shooting her directly in the face, he shot her through the jaw. (gasps) And she was eight then. Eight years old. Eight. She's old enough to, like, tell the story now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, as soon as this happened, shit hit the fan. Of course. Santa just went on a fucking shooting rampage and was immediately shooting anybody that ran past him. Oh, God. People were running, trying to hide under furniture. Other people were trying to save other people. There were people grabbing each other, trying to, you know, pull them down. Of course. Most of the children actually got away because they were in the back of the house at the time. Good. So during all the madness, um, Sylvia's brother, Charles, Mm -hmm. recognized who Santa was. Mm, That son of a bitch. Santa was none other than Bruce Nickelbitch Pardo. Ugh. And he yelled, it's Bruce. Then Bruce proceeded to shoot him. <gasps> oh, the he didn't make it then. 
No, a lot of people died this night. Did they? They did. It is definitely called a massacre for oh a reason. Oh, my God. Like, oh, God. Okay, okay. Tell me. Tell me more. Tell me more. So the people that survived this tragedy said that they saw James and Charles actually get up pouring blood after they had been Ooh. shot to try to save their family. Fuck. But they were unfortunately both murdered. Fuck. And we turn the page, ladies and gentlemen. Golly. Joe, Alicia, Sylvia, and her two sisters, Alicia and Leticia, were all hiding underneath the dining table. Mm-hmm. Now, Katrina was Leticia's daughter. Okay. So they were hiding, but Leticia had seen her daughter trying to, like, stumble out of the doorway after she got shot. So she had ran out. Bruce walked over to everybody else that was under the table and killed them, but he did it executioner style. So he just stood over them and shot them. Yeah. This dude was just fucking cold. Yeah, lady like love. he he was evil. Straight evil to fucking shoot. He shot an eight-year-old little girl. Right, right. Shoot an eight-year-old little girl, but then like take a whole family out execution style. Mm-hmm. Execution style. Execution style. Because you're bitter because what you want to be a fucking asshole and not take care of the wife that you just took on and her three kids. You don't even want these kids. Like, yeah. What are you crying about? Listen, this dude was a fucking demon. Like I don't even know. I was trying to think of just things to say about this guy as I was doing this research, and I couldn't even come up with anything funny to say because it's just so... My brain just cannot compute. No, I I do not understand it. Like, he is the worst of the worst. Like, I... Honestly, I think I would probably shit on this dude and then For bury sure. him in my garden and hope that he helps me grow some cucumbers. Not that this is relevant at all but it should not be a nice formed stool no it should not it's gonna be one of those like gross just ate you know mighty awful? taco stools like i'm fucking it's red and watery <laughs> it's gross it runs down it hurts when it comes, comes out, out. Yeah. <laughs> something like that something like that you know no this guy is just i don't even have words like i Literally, to try to find a nickname for him, I googled derogatory terms. Like, he came so... You needed some help, lady love. I did, because I didn't even know what to call him. I was close to calling him, like, a cockwaffle the whole time, which I thought would be funny. But at the same time, I feel like it's an insult to waffles. And I love waffles. I do love waffles. They are the best food. Like, one of the best foods on this planet. <laughs> they are, in for fact. For sure. So, Letitia was actually... The only person in the immediate family that survived. Oh, my God. Uh, She ran to her daughter, Katrina, trying to get her out of the house. And uh, she ended up going to a neighbor's house. Okay. So, after he decided that he was done shooting people, Mm -hmm. he unwrapped the gift box that he brought with him. Mm. And it was a homemade flamethrower. A homemade flamethrower. Homemade flamethrower. It was used to spray 18 gallons of racing fuel all over the place. So the the idea of it was it wasn't actually shooting fire. Mm -hmm. So his plan was that he was going to shoot all this fuel everywhere and then he was going to light it up with a flare. But that did not happen. Light it up with a flare? Yeah. I feel like anytime you have like a job and it's going to end with like trying to light it with a flare. No, it didn't work at all. He thought that that's how it was going to go, but it didn't. So while he was... shooting the gasoline everywhere mm-hmm. they actually had some open flames in the house they had two fireplaces going mm-hmm. and it was like a real fireplace so there ended up being an explosion instead 
Ooh. The home was immediately engulfed in flames. No way. Yeah. I was kind of hoping there would be like a reverse effect and he would fucking... No, it like, did. Engulf in flames himself. He, he did also. Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, Nikobich caught fire and 17-year-old Michael, who was upstairs on the computer, he ended up dying just from the fire. He didn't get mm. shot or anything. Mm-mm. So... Letitia, she had ran to the neighbors and she called 911 at 11.27 p.m. to report that her daughter had been shot and that she needed medical attention. So she said, quote, his name is Bruce Pardo. I can still hear him shooting. Please, I don't know who else is alive. Oh. And she's talking about her family. This is her entire family. Could you imagine? I can't. I mean, I can't. I'm, I, I... I literally can't. Like, my family, I love my family to death. We're like that family where we, like, fight over dumb shit, but ultimately, like, I love the shit out of my family. Of course. So, I would, I think I would, like, die. I would just, like, crumble into a million pieces if something happened to my family. My family is like a fucking united army. Yeah. Like the minute you Oh, you've die, got like everybody's 60 like, million fucking oh, family love. members. Listen, and the only people I need are like my siblings on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. All these motherfuckers like unite. Yes. And then it's like over. No, exactly. Can you imagine making a call about your entire family at your Christmas party? At like your family time? No, I don't. I don't oh. even know what I would do. I literally don't know what I would do. Nikobich murdered nine people mm-hmm. from either gunshot or fire. Mm. And he wounded three others. So eight-year-old Katrina was shot in the face. Mm-hmm. A 16-year-old girl was shot in the back. Mm-hmm. And a 20-year-old woman had broke her ankle because she was jumping out of a second-floor window to get away. Oh, fuck. Which, bro, I'd be in the same fucking boat. I'm fine breaking an ankle. It's like those people that jumped out of the World Trade Center to, like, what do you do when you know the fucking just come down? Exactly. Like, you just gotta fucking... Try and survive as best you can. Yeah. And I mean, considering the circumstances, she definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Sylvia Alicia, who was her mother, Joseph, her father, Charles and his wife, James and his wife, Teresa and Alicia, they all died. Sylvia was 43, Alicia 70, James 80, Charles 50, his wife Sherry was 45, James was 52, his wife, Teresa, was 51, mm. and Alicia was 46. Way too young to, to move on from this world. Way too young. All of them had died from a combination of either gunshots and smoke inhalation mm. or just the gunshot. Mm. Joseph was actually shot multiple times. And some of them had been shot execution style. You know what? No, no, never mind. Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> I hope that someone fucking shoots him execution style. You know what I mean? Lena Love, he shoots himself execution style. <gasps> what? Oh, yes. We will get there. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Keep going. I'm fucking mind blown. So the fire was huge. Okay. The flames were at about 40 to 50 feet high, and it took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to put it out. No way. I want you to Google right now okay. the Covina Christmas Massacre okay. and look at what happened to this poor family. Lady like, love, I don't think I can. It is just, it's awful. Like, the victims, their bodies were burned so badly that they had to be identified by their dental records. Ugh. It just hurts my soul to think that people are capable of doing that. Because I don't even like hurting another person's feelings. Right. And you're able to just shoot a little eight-year-old girl in the face? 
With no remorse. There's nothing. Like, he had no feeling towards it. No, not at all. Well, we actually find out later that his mother, who was supposed to be at this party, yeah, he planned to kill her, too. He planned to kill his mom? He, kept, he planned to kill his fucking mom because she didn't sit with him Stop. during the divorce proceedings. D- oh, 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 so you're fucking wrecking shit up against mom and you're going to take out on her? Mom pushed you out of her pussy and made her titty saggies for you? And you going to sit here and, and try to kill her? Because she didn't sit with you? But you are not the outstanding human being I'm sure your mother wanted you to be. Exactly. Like, I have a feeling, to be honest, that part of his issues were because he was so smart growing up. Of course. That he grew a narcissistic, like, egotistical personality. Of course. I really think that there is a risk, a great risk of that when someone has such high self-esteem from themselves. You know what I understand? You know what I mean? You don't, like... No, I totally know what you mean. Because there's a difference. Like, there's a difference between a person having, you know, a high self-esteem and, like, understanding that they're a good person to where another person thinks that they're, like, a god or something. Mm Mm-hmm. He was a fucking narcissistic asshole who took advantage of everybody around him, and he knew that he was smart. Mm -hmm. So he used his smarts to literally hurt people that he did not like over money all of this was over money the most insignificant thing in the world exactly so no one had seen this coming he was a prick but he actually had never been violent you know what makes me sad when i'm looking up this like massacre they're showing pictures of like the family Look at how cute that family is. Yeah. No, they love Look each other. Look how adorable they are. They are. And they were like a family that literally just, they were like best friends, all of them. Like, oh my God. So Joseph, her father, mm-hmm. he had a sister who was elderly because he was fucking 80. Okay. And he would visit her often. Oh. They didn't even tell her that he died this way. Really? Yeah. They didn't want to tell her because they knew that she would die from grief. Like, could you imagine from a broken heart? People die from a broken heart, lady love. You literally can die from a broken heart. Yeah. People don't understand that your emotions affect you. Absolutely. Like, a lot of us, we live by this idea that our brain is the most important thing. When it's not, your heart actually is. Like, you can't live without a heart. I think it's a combination. It's really a combination of stuff. Like, oh, God. All right. I just can't. Lady Love, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more, but tell me less. Please. (laughs) Oh, God, please. So when jolly old St. Nickel bitch (sighs) fled the scene, he dropped a pair of fake glasses and his Santa hat in the yard. Okay. Then he took his flamethrower and jumped to his rental card, and he put it in there. The Dodge Caliber was what he used to get away. Okay. He drove 30 to 40 miles to Silmar, parked a block away from his brother's house. Okay. So he went there, and Bruce was burned very badly all over his body. His Santa suit had actually melted into his skin from the explosion. Good. Melted into his skin. I wish it would have fucking burned his soul. Oh, it did. He was covered in third and second degree burns all over the place. Good. But luckily, he was hurt. Good. Because guess what? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. His original plan after all of this was to go to his wife's divorce lawyer's house and kill that guy no way yeah he planned to kill the lawyer's house kill the lawyer too because oh he was full vindictive he was like going yeah he was gonna kill his wife her whole family his mother and the lawyer 
Wow. Mm-hmm. No fucks given from this dude. Lady zero love? fucks, Lady Love. Like, oh zero fucks were given. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Shit. So, luckily, his mm-hmm. mother did not go. Thank God. And he was hurt, so he couldn't go and kill the lawyer. Because you know his lawyer was probably having family dinner, too, so he would have just killed a bunch of fucking people there, too. Oh, God. Thank God he didn't go. Okay, 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 okay. So, after doing all of this, mm-hmm. he ended up driving to his brother's house, pretty much. He parked a block away. And at first, the police thought that um, he was going to run. And try to go to Canada because he had bought a ticket to Canada. But he also had a ticket to Iowa. Okay. And the plane ticket was supposed to be kind of like a red herring to fuck up the investigation. Mm -hmm. So when he got to Silmar, he parked carefully away from his brother's house. Mm -hmm. He peeled the Santa suit off because it was charred to his skin. Like some of it had literally melted into his flesh. Good. And some of it didn't actually come off. It just like kind of stuck to him. Mm -hmm. he put on regular street clothes and he used the suit to set a booby trap for the police oh shit yeah because now it was a change of plans like originally he thought he was gonna flee he was even signed up for 12 o'clock mass at his church he thought he was gonna like go through this unscathed and just kill a bunch of people and not get hurt motherfucker well luckily they had fucking fireplaces burning because fuck that guy so he had the suit rigged to trip a wire and if it was moved a flash fire would ignite the 200 rounds of ammo that he had inside of the car and in turn it would cause a giant explosion Mm -hmm. and after all of this like dr evil shit Mm -hmm. he went into his brother's house and sat on his couch and he killed himself Wow. So not only are you fucking over your ex-wife and her entire family, but you're fucking over your own brother. Like, how disrespectful are you that you're going to let your brother, who probably loves the shit out of you, see you dead? On his couch. On his couch. Chilling. Execution style. Of all things. He did, in fact, eat the gun. So he, like, initially when this whole thing happened and he Uh seen his brother. Uh Uh-huh. Supposedly, there was a a hole in the brother's ceiling, but I kind of don't believe that. Okay. It may have been bullshit, but his brother thought that someone killed his brother. Because he had a hole through the top of his head, but it was just from him eating the gun. Right, right. Like, right. Okay. So, around 3.10 to 3.30 in the morning, his brother Brad came home, Mm -hmm. and he found Bruce dead on the couch. And Bruce had on his wedding ring. And he had two 9mm guns near mm-hmm. him. Brad was obviously distraught after finding his brother like this. So once the police got there, they kind of put two and two together and realized what happened. Um, they understood that Bruce had killed himself and that he was connected to the massacre of his ex-wife and her family. Fuck, man. Like, this is just amazing to me. He killed nine people and then killed himself. It's almost like people like that don't deserve such an easy way out. No, they definitely don't. Because they they just don't. Like, why do you deserve such an easy way out after making so many people suffer? Well, the only reason he killed himself is because of how hurt he had gotten. His plan was that, you know, he had all these things set up. Like, he was at Midnight Mass and and he was going to go to Iowa. Uh Uh-huh. So to him, he could have, like, hid the fact that he had actually done it. But because he was burned to a crisp, pretty much. Good. Yeah, he couldn't hide it. Like, 
Law enforcement believes that he killed himself because he knew that he wouldn't get away with it and probably would die anyway from all the burns. Mm. As he should have. I had looks up the autopsy report, Lady Love, mm-hmm. and like 40% of his arms had third degree burns all over him. Good. And the Santa suit had melted to his body. Good. So he was like covered. I am so certainly glad, glad of that. Like, Well, when they moved his body... So that they could take it to the coroner's office for the autopsy, they found $17,000 in cash strapped to his leg underneath his clothes. No shit. Mm Mm-hmm. 17 grand. That's a lot of fucking money. He just had that shit strapped there like nothing? Yeah. Like it was underneath his clothes strapped to his leg. Oh, fuck. He was fucking ready for whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm glad you died. Oh, sorry, but... No. Fuck you. I'm glad you died. No. I agree. (laughs) I totally agree. Fuck that guy. The coroner said that he had eaten the gun and he shot himself all the way through. Ooh, shit. So the coroner ate his gun. Fuck. Lady Love. I know. I'm kind of drunk. Who's that? Take three. The coroner said that he ate his gun and shot himself all the way through the top of his head. His brother supposedly had seen a hole in the ceiling from the bullet. But in the autopsy report, they said that they had never actually found a bullet. They just found fragments. So I don't think that's real. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a rumor. Um, He had second and third degree burns all over his entire body. Mm -hmm. And there were trace amounts of cocaine found in his system. Ooh. Yeah. So cocaine, from what I know. Is that a drug? I don't know. I've never tried it. I mean, it's not my, like, a choice of drug. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that I do drugs. Mm -hmm. Dot, dot, wink, wink. But if I did, it would most definitely be things that grew from the ground. Like, you know, mushrooms. More natural stuff. Yeah. You know what, Lady Love? I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a YOLO type person. Yeah. I'm a, I feel like I'm a YOLO type person. If you could at least experience it once, why fucking not? No, I'm all for it. I don't believe in, like, the whole, the stigma on drugs and all that shit. Like, whatever. You only war live on one life. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? The war on drugs. The war on drugs, it must be stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh, grow up. I know. Like, seriously. But from what I know, cocaine mm-hmm. only stays in your system for three days. Okay. So, he must have done it probably, like, right before he hit. Do you think he was, you think he was on, like, a fucking coke high when he... Oh, yeah, for sure. Come yeah. on. You gotta, like, hype yourself up. Like, that shit gets you hype. Fucking to shoot an eight-year-old. I hope you better be fucking... Oh, he hyped better be hype. I don't even understand that, like... An eight-year-old. An eight-year-old Yeah, like an eight-year-old little girl. Like, I'm trying to say Santa, there you are. And then just be, like, shot in the face. I know. It's like Pulp Fiction, but worse. Oh, my God. So, the police found his Dodge Caliber, the Uh rental car, on Christmas morning. And with all of the evidence that he had actually committed this terrible crime, Mm -hmm. they found the flamethrower, 200 rounds of ammo... Mm-hmm. And on one website, it said that they found the guns, but on other websites, it said that two of the guns were on him when he died, and the other ones were in the house that had burned. So I kind of like, meh, on that. So, so on that. Yeah. But before anyone was hurt, they actually figured out that the sandy suit had been rigged to an explosive. Damn. So they safely detonated it at a distance because they couldn't, you know, unrig it. Um, at his home, which was decorated completely for Christmas, by the way. 
Like, he had fucking lights around the roof. He had nutcrackers on top. Some fucking candy canes on the fences. Little bitch. Yeah. They found four shotguns, a bunch of ammo, and extra gas containers for the flamethrower. Oh, fuck. On this night, 13 to 15 children lost either one or both of their parents. That's fucking awful. That's just unbelievable. It makes me very sad that this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, not even that long ago, 2008. Yeah. So, Letitia, Katrina's mother, mm-hmm. she said that her daughter was traumatized. I bet. And she had to constantly explain to her that the Santa that hurt her wasn't the real Santa. Oh, my God. Could you Could you imagine? No, like, that. that's what makes me amazed by this is, like, people look at Santa or kids in general just look at Santa and they're like, oh, my God, Santa, I love Santa. He brings depressants. Can you imagine being terrified by Santa because you got shot in the face? Right, right. Right. Or just be like, uh, that's not the Santa that killed the rest of your family. I know. It's not the same Santa. It's a good Santa. Like, oh, she had to okay. constantly, yeah. She had to constantly tell her that the Santa who hurt her was not the Santa that hurt their family. Oh, fuck. And that the real Santa would never do that. Of course. But you're eight years old. How the fuck are you going to understand? How do you know that? So, in 2016, with an interview with Oprah, Letitia had said, I can't do anything to change what happened. I can only focus on the future. This is what he's done, and it's enough. I'm not going to allow you to continue to consume me with your evilness. Mm. You don't want that anger to live within you. Day to day and grow, just like it did with this monster. Mm. Mm. Well, the LA Times had interviewed Nancy, his Mm. mother, who was 72 at the time. Mm -hmm. And... She was struggling to speak while they were talking to her because she just kept breaking down into violent sobs over what her son had done. And after the massacre, she talked to Sylvian's son, Sal, because she thought that they would hate her. And he told her, quote, we love you and your family. I love you so much. And it's just very hard that this had to happen. So Katrina is now living her best life. Yay. She's an advocate against gun violence. And her family, um, they write to other families that are victims of gun violence mm-hmm. to kind of show them, like, support and tell them, you know, we understand your pain, but it gets better. That's good. So that's kind of like the happy ending I have in this terrible, terrible story. That's, that's the happy ending? Like that's that? the happy ending. That's like a That's like a mild happy ending. It is a mild happy ending. Oh, but I I guess we'll take it. I mean, at least the eight-year-old girl lived. Pretty much all the kids got away with because most of her immediate family is who died. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you did say it would be a pretty shitty grim episode. I mean, I told you last week the shit was going to be terrible. I, 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 I guess I just didn't prepare adequately, but I will accept it. It's just, it's such a sad fact that people can just go about life and hurt other people and other people's children with zero regard for what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's the Christmas episode. I know. I guess this is Christmas. We're going to deal with a bunch of dead people and a terrible human who then killed himself. Oh, fuck. Happy holidays, guys. I know. Jesus sorry. Christ. I'm sorry your criminal was a pussy. <laughs> well, anyways, if you guys like... 
If you guys like this podcast, like us on our Facebook group, Wine, Wicked Crimes, and Cat Moms or My. Or you guys can follow us on Instagram, the good old IG, at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. And you can email us about what you think because we're probably fairly offensive because we curse a lot, but my bad. Fairly? I feel like that's not bad, though. But email us anyways. At catmoms2 at yahoo.com. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you accepted it later. I'm I, glad you, I, feel like, I feel like at this point we need to have like a fucking sponsorship from Yahoo because it's so old and nobody wants to do the Yahoo. But like, I feel like, Yahoo, if you're listening, please give us a little sponsorship. I know. We love you. We're still saying Yahoo. We're cat moms. What is it? Cat moms too at, at yahoo.com. Yahoo. Listen to us, please. We love you. We will shut you out. And if you love us and want to have access to our episodes early, because guess what, bitch? It is what's today's date? Oh, today is technically December 7th. So we are recording right now an episode on December 7th for Christmas. Because we love you. And if you want to have access to our episodes early before they're released, Join us on Patreon at our $5 level, which is only... Listen. Listen. $5? That's two Tim Hortons... That's three Tim Hortons cups for me, maybe. Maybe two. Two and a half. It's like two and a half. Two and a half. Because for me, I'm like a black coffee person. Oh, I'm a triple, triple. I'm a trace, trace all the way, lady love. Me. I need it. I need need the original. The the little bit. The little bitter. I need the little bitter. No, no, no. Give me a little triple, triple. <laughs> a little triple, triple action. I'm happy. But, um. Oh, did we do a uh, Twitter? Twitter, lady love. Twitter. Oh, we do have a Twitter now. Yes. Guys, we have a Twitter. In case you didn't know, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a Yahoo Gmail. And what's the, what's the, what's the Twitter account, lady love? I'm pretty sure it's Cat Moms Own My Pod. Uh, listen to lady love because she does all that fucking interweb shit. Yeah, so join us on Twitter at CatMomsOnMyPod, and please join us on our Patreon at patreon.com dash forward slash, should I say, CatMomsOnMy. Yeah, give us some of your money, guys. Tell us that you love us. I know, come on. Express that. People have a, a, what is it, fans only? Yeah, only fans. fans. Yeah, and only fans. (laughs) Bro. I was literally just treat, treat Patreon like a fans only. I know. And we will give you exclusive content. We will give you the love. We will give you the goods without the boobs and the pussy. Exactly. We will we'll, give you the outtakes. We will talk to you. Not the actual pussy, but like. Like, we'll give kitty. you like. Yeah. We'll like give, Lucius being and farty pussy. Yeah. We'll give you that pussy. I feel like that's fair. I think that's fair because we have some pretty adorable fucking cats. I, I feel like I would like that pussy. And they're all black kitties. Aye. The poor black kitties. Aye. But um, anyways, guys, please listen to our podcast. Support us on Patreon. And tell us what you think. Of course. Always tell us what you think. And we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Happy holidays. Have a very happy holiday. And good night. Goodbye.